0: hi i'm lisa morton
1: and i'm danny donerke
0: welcome to lobster brain
1: what makes a successful person do they think differently or is their success down to how they handle failure
0: lobster brain is a podcast that's attempting to answer those questions by hearing from some incredibly successful people like mo gaudat you have to tell your brain to see the truth and our brains, sadly, has never, ever, ever told you the truth. Like Dr. Lisa Miller.
1: I'm ready to hand it over to something
0: bigger than myself, my higher power, and I know I can't do it alone.
1: And like Tony Bellew. You don't see what people are made of when they're winning, or at the highest of the highest. You see what people are made of, and at the lowest of the lows, and that's when you really find out who you really are. In this podcast, you'll learn about how success can train your mindset, strengthen your beliefs, and change your thought processes.
0: You'll also discover that it's both success and hard knocks that creates leaders.
1: Or as we'll be calling them, Top Lobsters.
0: So we wanted to tell you a little bit about how we know each other and why we're doing Lobster Brain.
1: So Lisa, it's funny how in life you just have moments and you never forget them. And sometimes the moments can be really insignificant, but there's something about them. There's a quality that you recognize and you never forget. And it's imprinted on my mind now when we first spoke and it was in my old house. And I can remember I got a phone call from this unknown number and I was looking out the window at the trees. It was autumn and you you popped up. <laughs>
0: I never went away. <laughs> You're still here now. So, yeah, I mean, I remember where I was and I was in my car and it was, um, I was driving home and I'd been given your number by somebody who used to work um, with our company who decided that PR wasn't for her and she was deeply um, passionate about yoga. So she'd gone on to set up a yoga business and I was doing some private um, work with her, some sessions. And she said to me at the end of the session, um, who's there for you? You know, who is there? You're there for everybody. Is anybody there for you? And I burst into tears, which now you've known me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma used to say, my eyes have seen him a bladder. Um, and she said, you need to speak to Danny. And I said, who's Danny? What does he do? She said, you just need to speak to him. So when I called you, I said to you, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> and you said, I'll come and see you. And then that was life-changing for me, that period of time that we worked together and then became friends. And it was life-changing, but I think even after that, I don't know exactly what you do. (laughs) But you did something amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think um, it was life-changing for me as well. Like Obviously, we're sat here now. And as I say, it was one of those moments that you never forget and you're not quite sure why. But thinking about Lisa Miller, for example, who we spoke with last week, Um, It's one of those red door, yellow door moments where life just has a certain way of showing you where you need to go. And uh, in terms of what have I learned from you, I would say that you're a great role model for all of the young women out there um, in terms of leadership, running a business, and competing in a world of patriarchy that's not an even world. And, you know, only now we're getting more and more female leaders, uh, but nowhere near enough. And you've been doing this for 26 years. And I can only imagine how it was 26 years ago to start out this business and all of the hardship that you've gone through because you're a female. So I've learned a lot from you about being a female and being strong and being powerful.
0: Thank you, Dano. And having met you, um, I think I've learned to trust a man for the
1: first time. (laughs) No, don't.
0: (laughs) There are not many that I do trust. Um, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And when we met, you know, you met me at a time when I was completely depleted, and probably because I'd had to play all of those different roles and be strong in every single area of my life um, I'd lost sense of boundaries and I'd, I wasn't putting boundaries in place to protect me so I was giving everything to everybody and I wasn't clear on who I was and what I deserved I suppose from, um, what, because I thought it was impolite not to give everything to everybody all the time which you identified and also interestingly in connection with lobster brain what you did teach me was the fact that I didn't keep I didn't have to keep searching for the next thing I didn't have to keep finding that thing that would prove that I was good enough Um, and I remember the life changing thing for me is that you said not long after we started working together everything you need you have and I just thought that was crazy because I felt that I didn't have anything really that I needed, that I felt I had to check in with everybody to check if, if I, how I was behaving or if I was good enough. Um, and I didn't believe you and you gave me the, the book which I read um, and you explained how, you know, your life has to be, it's like a pendulum and we're all addicted to the highs, which means we end up in the low. And if you can always find that central line and you can come back to that place, that's where you have everything you need. And I remember probably, 18 months after we worked together, I remembered just it hit me. And I thought, everything I need I have. I don't need anything, I'm okay as I am. And you telling me that, and, and you, when I questioned you over it, you just smiled and you said, when you realize that, your life is going to completely change and open up and it's gonna be massive. And it has been <laughs> since then. And I know that's how I live my life. I, I, I know that everything I need to have. And I don't, I'm not really searching for more of this or more of that. And I'm not trying to control life as Lisa Miller says. I'm, I'm having that conversation with life and I'm accepting that you know, what comes to me is, is the right thing. So I wanna thank you massively for that. And I'll never forget the, the moment you walked through the door and I fundamentally distrusted men completely and I thought before you came what am I doing <laughs> allowing this guy who don't know what he does he won't tell me what he does to walk through my door in my house and I remember the first thing I noticed was your eyes and I just thought I can trust this man and I've trusted you for the past seven years and I'm just glad that so glad that you're my friend.
1: Thank you and oh. here we are.
0: <laughs> Danny so how do you know so many successful people?
1: I was lucky, Lisa, I was born into a life uh, where my dad was a footballer, so from a young age I managed to meet lots of his contemporaries who've gone on to lead amazing lives. And from that point I learned lots of different methods including psychology, physical therapy, all of those things. And, and I've worked with a lot of top footballers and now a lot of business people and people from all walks of life. Uh, When I was younger, all I I wanted to do was be a professional footballer and I managed to do that for a short time. And then that was caught short by injury. Um, So I learned a lot about myself and a lot about um, trauma and difficulty. So I went through that and then in my career, I was able to take that to a lot of footballers who go through similar kind of difficulties. And from there, I got more interested in the mind and studied psychology at the Tavistock Institute And I started working more from a psychological perspective because I feel that you can have a bigger impact from both the psyche and the spiritual part of humans to help them overcome obstacles and create great lives.
0: So should we talk about why we've got a podcast called Lobster Brain?
1: Yeah, I think it was your idea. But let's, um, I think it started, it was during lockdown, wasn't it? And Sadhguru was on a motorbike ride around the world, I think, I'm, I'm not sure whether he was saving the trees or the planet or the, or the rivers, I think it was the rivers. Yeah. And I had the opportunity of asking him a question. So I think I asked you what question would you ask him? And you said, should I move house? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you didn't ask him that, one. I'm still not moved no.
1: out. <laughs> but you also said um, about purpose yeah. and you know how important it is to have a life purpose. So I did ask him that question, and in his usual inimitable style, he gave a very amazing, inspiring answer. Um, but that kind of triggered you to think about a podcast, mm-hmm. didn't
0: it? Yeah, and I was so touched that you asked me what question you should ask that blew me away actually so thank you for that and um, we thought about having a podcast about the search for our purpose Um, because I think at the time as well with Covid so many people were really searching for that answer weren't they and then we got together to talk about the podcast and and the, the themes and who we would kind of ask to come on as guests and that morning I'd just been reading a piece on Eve Marder's study about the composition of a a lobster's brain or ganglia but how, how a lobster's ganglia changes in accordance to its status and its status is determined by a fight that two males will have at the bottom of the ocean and the lobster that wins becomes a top lobster and the lobster that loses its status is reduced for the rest of its lobster life and as a result, the ganglia has to change in order to reflect that loss of status. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to cope with the loss. So I just was absolutely so excited by this discovery that um, as soon as you arrived, I told you all about the story. And um, at the end of the, our session, when we mapped it all, all out, the ideas, you, I said, what should we call it? And you stood up and you went, Lobster Brain. And left immediately. <laughs> Shut the door, dropped the mic and went. So that's why it's called lobster brain.
1: And it seems to make a lot of sense.
0: And also we're very different to the lobster world in the fact that we can rewire our brains. So a top lobster isn't necessarily a top lobster or feel like they are the whole of the life. They actually might represent as a a bottom lobster. Um, but it's about how we can use our amazing device, which Mo Gowdat refers to our brain as, to retell our story or rebuild our our reality. And that's just fascinating because everybody we've spoken to so far has gone through huge pits and huge peaks, um, which is all part of their lived experience and their, their life lessons. So we've recorded a few episodes already with some really incredibly interesting people. What do you feel that you've learned so far?
1: I feel like I've learned so much, Lisa, and I'm sure our listeners will learn massive amounts. And I've been inspired by every single person we've spoken to. The, The first one that comes to mind is Tony Bellew. And I think the biggest thing I took away from his interview was the fact that he's so humble and the fact that because he knows deep down that he's just absolutely normal, Um, he gives you real sort of inspiration to believe that anybody can achieve anything in their lives if they put their mind to it because when he was 15 he was going around like he was a little fat kid as he calls himself and he was going around telling everyone he was going to be world champion boxer and they laughed in his face Um, so to to both have the like the vision and the purpose and then the application to do that is incredible but as I said, it's more the fact that he gives you confidence that anybody can do anything that they want to do in life. And that's really, it's a great, a great thing. How about you, what have, what have been the highlights for you so far?
0: For me, it's that humility that every person that we've spoken to so far has. And that, you know, you hold these people up and you put them on a pedestal and it can be intimidating somehow because they're so accomplished. for for somebody who doesn't know that person personally and everybody's been so warm and so open and and also um, the feedback after the conversations each person so far has said how much they enjoyed the conversation and what struck me is the fact that I don't think they're having these conversations very often with people so it was almost you know Tim Howard for example said it was so extraordinary to have that conversation. It was very different mm. to how he normally speaks to people, and they actually found it cathartic mm. and beneficial to them, which made me feel great because you can feel like, what am I doing? How come I'm having this conversation with you? Why would you give me your time? And yet it's amazing to, to feel that, as Lisa Miller said, you know, we all crave connection, and it, and if you find in that moment, if you have that connection, that rapport with somebody it's a really beautiful thing. It doesn't matter if they're a world champion, um, you know, talking to somebody that they have never met before, you can create that kind of that love and connection in that moment.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And it makes me uh, think again about Lisa Miller. Um, so we spoke to her last week and she just like, she left me like dumbfounded, she was amazing. And it gave me like a, a renewed kind of connection to my own spiritual nature which, um, you know, that's her mission in life, to help people have that connection. And, you know, the research she's done on brain MRI scanners to show that if you have a spiritual connection, a personal spiritual connection, whatever that means to you, you're 80% less likely to be depressed. You're 90% less likely to be addicted. So, you know, she's given us her special knowledge, but just being in her presence, she like her energy is just incredible, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't want that to end. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa, what would you like our listeners to take from this podcast?
0: I'd like people to realise that success is personal and that we don't always have to strive for more stuff um, or more wealth and that conversations that we've had with people so far that's never the thing that comes into how they define their own success and the other thing that's important is you know it's easy to stand outside and feel that compare yourself to people who are in your view extremely successful but two things one is they're going through the same thing that you go through mentally or they're they're still looking for the same kind of purpose in a lot of cases that you are but also just because you're going through a really bad time or you've hit a, an adversity patch, that doesn't write your story forever. Again, Mo Gaudat, the brain, is the is the best device ever invented and it's so powerful. And if we're silent and we sit with the issue that we have or we ask for help and we open ourselves up, we can rewrite that story. And Mo also says, Mo Gaudat says that you might get to fifty years old and say, "Well, I've not found it. That's me over. I need, I'd need another fifty years to find it. And I've not got fifty years." But that moment and that sense of purpose or that peace can come at any time in your life. It can just tap you on the shoulder. So it's about being open and stop, um, stop trying to strive for things that you think you need to have, and be open to things that you probably will come to if you if you don't put yourself through that.
1: Seems like you're a big fan of Mo Gowda. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> and he, like, he's a great example, mm-hmm. I think, you know, in terms of what our listeners might gain from this podcast. He's got an incredible brain, as you said, like he's a genius. His brain is on a different level. But what he's learned uh, more recently in life is to connect with his heart as well. So I would like our listeners to learn about the brain and about the neuroplasticity of the brain. So who we think we are is an idea and we've all got the ability to change that and to create new realities and new experiences in our life and i think all of our guests are great examples of that and if you combine that with connecting with the heart and opening your heart and following the heart which learned at a later age i think you know it's it's all of the wisdom from from the ages really in all of our guests. And I think there's so much to learn and so much to be inspired by. Thanks for listening to this episode. The next episode with Tony Bellew is available now. You can't afford to miss this episode. Tony is an inspirational guy. He's a former world champion boxer. At home, he's known as Anthony and in the ring, he's a hard, tough man, Tony Bellew. Listen to that episode now.
0: Make sure you're following Lobster Brain and then you'll get every episode as we launch it and it'd be great if you could rate, review and share. Thank you.